Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Happy Thursday, Jug. How y'all feeling on this fine-ass Thursday with y'all fine asses? I am your hostess for today. For Vitality Vibes, I'm giving you on this thangin' Thursday. It's your juice dealer and dope healer, George a.k.a. Gigi, a.k.a. Plant-Based Oprah. And I am happy to be here on this thankful Thursday. So today, I want to talk about you being thankful on this Thursday. What are some of the things you do to be thankful and in conjunction to being thankful on this Thursday, what are you doing to yourself so that you are thankful for yourself? First and foremost, I'm supporting live from Good Samaritan Health Clinic here in Atlanta, Georgia, where they service the community on health, wellness, nutrition, and they even it's like today go out and about and take care of the pot. If you do not know what a pot is, that is a person of the street. I do not like to call them homeless people. I do not like to call them jays and junkies or whatever. I like to call them pots because they are people of the street or a person of the street. And what this simply breaks down is if you evaluate your life and evaluate the things that you have growing on through your life, then, baby, you might be one bad decision away from coming a pot yourself. So that's why we walk in love and grace and thankful, be thankful. So I am preparing the bags to go out. Shout out to the volunteers. What's your name, King? Braxton in the building today. Where you from? Okay, he's from McDonough. So he's he from the surrounding county. And he came to volunteer his time today. And I just want to give a big thank you and shout out to Audrey Lorraine of Audrey Lorraine Fitness. She also works closely and directly with, at Good Sam. She is the liaison from the Good Samaritan Clinic to the streets, okay? So when I tell you this sister is a saint and she be out here doing the, the Lord's work, I mean it, okay? She's the reason why I'm in here today because I like to give my time because at some point in some way, People gave their time to juice up to thrive and be great in the community, okay? So when we're doing things to be thankful, what are some of the things you can do right in your community 
to show that you are grateful and thankful. Such as I am doing on this morning, I don't do it to talk about it. I don't do it to just brag and boast about it. I do it because I believe in doing work. How many of y'all know that God was a good Samaritan, okay? Jesus, good Samaritan. He walked out. He hung with people of the street, okay? He wanted the thieves and the hoes and the drug dealers and the thug killers because he knew that if he can make them out of believers, then people would truly believe that he was son of God and Lord of Lord and King of Kings. So he went out into the streets, and they treated him as such, okay? They didn't want to believe in the gospel that he was preaching because he was out here in these streets. But that's why me and God, we hold it down. And me and Jesus, we're going to always have a conversation because Jesus is the best brother I got. Because only a brother going to the, the cross for you. Only a brother going to leave his life, lay his life down for you, for you. So on this thankful Thursday, what are some things that you can do in your small things? Lay his life down for you. For you. Hey. Mary News a great what you got? We are now live with sound on our social media page group. Turn up. So now we're using our platform to go out and be great. Shout out to my producer, Mary. She is a saint in the community. If anybody needs resources for um people who have been in the armed forces Mary's your girl. Anybody, I mean, I say any type of resources, I mean from health, mental wellness, medical, um, programming, all the things, my girl can get you right, okay? She does the same. Peace, King. How you doing? Steph. Steph just walked in today. I'm live on my radio show. Yeah. <laughs> now you good. You're welcome. You're welcome to talk. You're welcome to say anything you want to. It's just right here. Steph said, peace and love. We're talking about Thankful Thursday. Give us something that you're thankful for and how people can do something great in their community to show that they're thankful for their community. Just, just giving back. You know, it, it takes nothing just to give a little bit of your time. I know we all have busy schedules, but we make time for everything that we want. Just make time today just to give a thank you or a I love you to just a random person because you never know what a person has going on in their life. They they just need to hear those words. I love that. Well, you got something you thankful for today that you want to tell the radio? Thankful to see another day. Okay. How old are you, young man? I'm 23. Oh, it's a baby. I got a two. Oh, it's a baby. He said he's just thankful for another day. And listen, Phil said something. He said you might just want to walk around and tell people, hey, man, I love you. I do this thing with Dr. Josh when we walk around and we just give hugs because you never know. You never know what the next person is battling, going through, and going through, and how they're going to get to the other side. They just out here navigating it, which is why we're bringing you to the other thing I want to talk about today. Although I am grateful and thankful for things that are in lining, that are aligning in my life as far as, like, as this radio show my platform, Mary taking us to higher heights. Uh, she getting nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes and things. You may not win, but to be nominated. I also have an 
story that I want to tell. Um, just uh, just thinking about that because he was like, we didn't win, but we was nominated, right? Shout out to Lynn Kane. No, I love you, brother. But um, when you're being thankful and when you're asking God for things, how many of you know that sometimes you just have to be in position to receive it? He heard you asking for things. He literally heard you. He know what you what your heart's desires are. So when you just have to put yourself in position, things will start to fall in line. Story time. Last Thursday, I went to a women empowerment group led by Invesco. And I was invited by a friend because actually I invited myself. I ain't gonna even hold y'all. She said, hey, I'm going to this women empowerment event. I was like, cool. I think I want to go, too. She was like, they didn't say, I said, can you have a plus one? She said, well, they didn't say that I couldn't. So if you come, I'm quite sure it'll be okay. I said, cool. So this event started at 6 p.m., so I thought, because that's what I was told. It really started at 5.30, but between Atlanta traffic me being a mom, taking care of my dad, making sure that I'm okay, I was a little fashionably late. Now, if you know me, you know in real life that baby, she always late. <laughs> but I'm only late because people put a time stamp on it. Time does not exist in my world. So when I say time doesn't exist in my world, I have this mantra that I tell myself, and it is, when I get there will be the right time, and the right time will be when I get there. I will have the right conversations. I will say the right things. I will meet the right people. Everything will be right for me. And this is what I tell myself. I believe that for myself, then I'm out the door. So as I repeat this to myself as I was getting dressed, I was like, okay, everything in me kept trying to get me to not go to this. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) I love that all the doctors that get to marriage and they come by and they speak to me. Because you know what I do? I take care of them with you. But um, I got dressed and I said, I'm going to go to this event. And every single thing kept trying to make me not go to this event. I was like, girl, you're going to be running late. Check the time. Oh, the traffic. Every time I check the time. The first time I checked the time, it said I was going to get there in 36 minutes. Then I checked the time in 10 minutes. It said I was going to get there in 48 minutes. And I checked again, it said 52 minutes. And I checked again, it said an hour and six minutes. Y'all, when I tell you, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go because this is a waste of time. And that was the enemy. That was the procrastination devil saying, hey, yeah, you don't really want to see. You don't really want to be in that room. But I kept telling myself, hey, there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs there. And it's a women. It was a women's summit and dinner for women entrepreneurs to help others get funding and get opportunities, capital, and venture um, in their businesses. So, again, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this event, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to sign. So I drive my, make my way to the event. I get there at 10 minutes to 7. Now, mind you, the event started at 530. It was over with at 9 over with at nine. So I get there and everybody that was in the lobby has gone up to the dining hall with and the area where they prepare all the people to be. 
So when I get up there, the uh, y'all already know I was dressed to the T, okay? Sharp as a pack, dressed to the T, okay? Past it, sharp, in my all white. And I got into the lobby, and the people in the lobby said, oh, you belong upstairs. Here you go. Now, guess what? They had closed off the doors and said that no one else could come in after a certain time. But security walked me right up. And when I say right up, I mean right up to where the event was happening. No questions asked. They didn't tell me, no, you can't be here. They was like, yeah, we'll escort you right up. So, boom, I get right up. When I get there, I walk in, and I'm in the lobby of the area. So it was a it was a the like just a cocktail hour that they had. So in the cocktail hour, that was over with, and you can see where you know people had cocktails and congregated and did the things and whoop whoop. And I was like, oh well, I missed that part. And then there was a big room with about twenty, I think it was twenty tables of maybe if it wasn't twenty tables of eight. It was 20 tables of 10 or it was either 10. I think it was 10 top. I think it was 10 people that sat at the table each round. So anyway, it was um, a room full of people, a lot of people. So much that they had put some tables on the outside on the rooftop part for overflow seating. But I was like, no, I want to be in the room. <laughs> now, again, I was dressed to the T. So when people saw me, the people that were hosting the event said, oh, are you one of the founders? Are you one of the founders? I don't know, not yet. And, you know, in my mind, and I might have lied and told one lady, sure, yeah, I'm a founder, founder of Juice Up, Inc. And they got me food. They took so good care of me. It was just amazing to be here. And, again, I was still not in the room that I desired to be in. But I was in the room preparing myself for the room that God had for me because God made room for me this day. So as the event was commencing, I did not realize that the people that were in the room had not eaten yet. Now, again, here I am late and in the lobby. I met a few people in the lobby. And watch this. The people that I met in the lobby was the people who write the checks. <laughs> so I was rubbing elbows with the check writers. How cool is that? Lord, I thank you for putting me in the right place, in the right space at the right time. So as I was in this room and talking to these people, I had already had my dinner. And then the table, the breakout happened, and then the people that were in the room, the tables began to line up and get their food. I'm like, dang, I've already eaten. Cool. So I had peeked my head in this uh, room just to see the people the lady that invited me, I saw my friend, shout out to Adrian and Swim Life Fitness. She was there, but I realized she did not save me at her table. But that wasn't her responsibility. I didn't get there on time, so I took responsibility in my own hands. But again, even though I pressed my way on, I made my way there, I met a few connections in the lobby. I saw the people that I um, knew and some people that I knew from other uh, groups and organizations. One thing happened, and it only takes a minute. It only takes a minute, and in that one minute, a lady that I know, Miss Phil Robinson, she had to leave the event early. 
And she stepped down and she says, oh, my gosh, Gigi, I thought that was you. If you know me, you know they call me Gigi in the streets. She said, oh, my gosh, Gigi, it's you. She said, why are you out here? I said, well, you know, the city was full, and I didn't want to sit in overflow because I want to be in that room. She said, you need to be in that room. You look like you are that room. She said, well, I have to go. Go and take my seat. Go and sit at my table. This table was table number three. That's my lucky number, y'all. So I went and I sat at this table. And what was so profound and amazing was that the people at the table wanted to know me. They wanted to know where I come from, who I am, what's my business, how did I get started, what's my passion, what's my why, and how can they help? Did y'all hear what I just said? How can they help? <laughs> I was so overwhelmed with joy. I just, I was just excited to listen. And there were um, different prompts on the telescreen of questions that we were supposed to ask amongst ourselves and answer it in, as a group. And when it got time for me to speak, y'all, it was my time to shine. That, that moment was for me. And I spoke, I spoke my truth. I showed up authentically myself. And when I tell you, the universe was like, we got you. Just show up. We're going to give you the words. Because I didn't even know the words to speak other than the words from my heart. And when I say I was forever changed just for being in that room and sitting at that seat and talking to those women entrepreneurs and listening to their stories, and when they listen to my story, the one thing that one time I was so angry, and I'm going to tell you all again, I was so angry. With life, with God, with myself, with my situation, I was so angry that my baby had autism because I didn't know how to process it and I didn't know how to handle that emotion at that moment. And I didn't have the resources or the knowledge, so I began to study at that time. But that one thing brought everybody at that table together with me, and they laughed with me, <laughs> they cried with me, and they gave me their information and said, reach out to me. Let me see how I can help. Call this lady. Come to this person. Come to this person. And y'all, I was so just like I said, overwhelmed with joy that I didn't even realize that the gentleman who sat to the left of me, amazing man, wonderful guy, Indian man, this man was a whole billionaire. This man owned a belt line in Atlanta, Georgia. And he told me I was a star and he just wanted to know how he can get in touch with me to help me. But I, I found this out afterwards. I didn't know who he was, and I'll keep his identity uh, safe for obvious purposes. But when I tell you, <laughs> you just never know. And after the event was over, the speaker said, is there anybody who wants to say anything, any words of encouragement to the group, anything that you want to say? And out of fear, y'all, because sometimes you got to operate out of fear. Out of fear, I raised my hand. I don't even know why I raised my hand. I didn't even know what I was going to say, but I was the first person to speak at the to give remarks of this event. 
And not only did I speak words of encouragement to the women, but I also let them know who I was. I was in the room. I showed up for myself, so the universe showed up for me. To be honest with you, the universe showed up for me first, and then I showed up for myself, but it all worked out. And at the end of all the events, at the end of everything, these women rushed up to me, right? They rushed up to me, and they said, oh, my God, you're an amazing speaker. Are you an author? Do you have a book? Can you come speak to my women's group? Can you come speak to my company? How can we help support your business? And again, y'all, all I had to do was show up and shine. And I shined bright that night. But when I say showing up for yourself to circle back around and make it all make sense, that's the best way that you can bless God and bless yourself is by authentically showing up for yourself. Coming into a room the way maybe you think you did not deserve to be in that room, but you got there by the graces. Coming into a place where you think that wasn't for you is everything is for you and it's meant for you just because you, you took a, a chance on you that day. No matter the situation, no matter the task at hand, no matter how hard it gets, how grim it looks, you have to continue to show up for yourself. You have to continue to believe in yourself, believe in your own superpower. Believe in the fact that something good is supposed to happen to you because you are still here. You are still thriving. You still have breath in your body, and everything is working out just for you. you got to walk in knowing and believing that. So when I left from that place, and I told y'all I was forever changed, I had another speaking engagement come up. And, again, it was centering around the very thing that one time I thought it was going to destroy me. But I always have this saying, I like to turn all my goddamns into God's plan. Shout out to Weezy. When I tell you, Gage is um, in a bike club, and they build bikes every afternoon. So your nephew learned, has learned how to build a bike. That's sustainable living, okay? Not only does he have transportation, but if that transportation still breaks down, my boy can fix it or build him a new one. So I want to give a special thank you to our sponsors, Barry Bike, because they exist because inner city youth exist and need things to do, and they want to teach sustainable living to the children in communities that may not have had the best hand dealt to them and may have some situations and that they just can't help. Are oh, you good? Hey, how you doing, baby? Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> hi, now you good. My radio family know I'm live. They know I'm out here serving, so it's all good. <laughs> no, no, sorry. But, yes, Barry's made sure that these children have something to do in the afternoon and other than just being in trouble and being in the streets because of where they're located on the West End area of Atlanta. And Gage just happened to be in this group, and they wanted me to speak at their fundraiser. And, boy, did I speak, okay? Give me a mic. They gave me 15 hard minutes. I think I did 
14 minutes and 58 seconds because I didn't want to waste nobody's time. But I had what I needed to say and said what I needed to say. And I helped them raise money for the children in the community. Not just my child, but I think over 300 children so that they can have bikes, so that they can learn sustainability, so they can learn community, so they can learn that everything that you work for, you can definitely have it. And so I want to challenge you today of working on yourself, working on your community, working on your family. I took the time out this week. I'm on a water fast. I have not eaten food since Monday. So y'all know me packaging up food right now. This is a, this is different. And when I tell you these peanut butter cookies that I'm putting in this smell, so divine. I mean, but I want more change in my life for myself, my son, my father, my future husband, the rest of my children, my community. And all the things are possible. It's just I do one small thing. I can be the little bit of change that I want to see. That's why I love when people come to me and say, hey, gee, I want to change my eating. I'm like, what? That's all you want to do is change the way you eat? Cool. Let's change our mind about some things. Because eating is difficult if you think about it. It becomes hard to say, oh, it's so hard to eat like this. It's so hard. But, again, give yourself some grace. And you do not, I repeat, you do not have to be plant-based. But you can become a conscious eater and really embody what that entails and what that looks like. You can take something so small like just waking up every day and going on a walk. Waking up every day and just giving gratitude. Gratitude is the attitude. The universe loves when you brag on, on them to them and say, you know, wow, I appreciate you know, you waking me up this morning and get me started on my day. When you have that unwavered love for just being and existing, some things you never even thought of will come come to you so quickly. Sometimes we walk around in a scarcity mindset and we always be like, Well, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I don't know where, where, how, who, when. But some of that stuff, that's a, that's above you, baby. You can't even worry about that stuff. You got to know that you're here, and you got to know your purpose. But, gee, how I find my purpose? What makes you truly happy? What brings you pure joy? What What is your driving factor that wakes you up in the morning? If it's your job, cool. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five. Everybody's not, if everybody was entrepreneurs, like, who would run the world? Hollywood, if you hear me. If everybody was out here, you know, social media um, gangsters, who would who would be doctors and lawyers? So don't think because you're not an entrepreneur that you're not making a difference. You can still have a passion. You can still have a purpose. You can still honor 
yourself and your community by going out and doing small tasks, just as I'm doing today, just as you're doing right now, listening and learning that, oh, you know what? I can do something different. I can do something greater than what, you know, I thought I could. I can do great things. I can do all the things I want to do as long as I put my mind to it. So when it comes to that eating, you say, you know what? Today, I'm going to just incorporate a salad. Whatever that looks like, I'm going to just incorporate a salad. And boom, you don't want today. You completely won already because you said, I'm going to just do a salad today. Now, tomorrow, it might, be, it might look a little different. It may just look a little different, okay? It may look like um, maybe I'll intermit fast today. And then on top of all the things, man, we got to learn how to sit still. We got to learn how to sit still and listen to the small inner voice. We got to listen to that. That's your intuition. That's your time with you. That's your time with your higher up. That's your time to really connect and find out what it is you're supposed to be doing. That's your time to say, you know what, I am more. I deserve more. I desire more. So how can I get more? What's my plan? What's my exit strategy? How am I going to get from A to B to C to D? And guess what? It's not going to be easy. (laughs) From A to B may cost you $10,000 and set you back to A. Or maybe you get to A and you get to B, and by the time you get to C, $5,000 sets you back. But it's not even a setback. It's just your setup that's getting you ready for your comeback. It's also a lesson, never never a loss. We don't take any L's unless they lessen. We learned that mistakes have to be made. Now, here's a little bit tricky part about mistakes. You can make a mistake. You can. You can make that mistake, and it is made. But then what do you do with the information that you have learned from that? Do you continue to bump your head in the same place? Or do you say, all right, hold on, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I've learned my lesson from that. I can't move like that. Let me let me redirect and let me see how I can go forward. And then just when you think that, oh, man, it's the nick of time, it's the fourth quarter, it's the 25th hour, something miraculous will happen in your life. Something amazing will come out of all your tears and all your sacrifices. And something extraordinary will come out. And when you finish and when it's all said and done, you'll be like, dang, <laughs> that was worth it. It may not feel like it right now, but I'm telling you, when you look back on life's lesson and the journey that it took for you to get right here right now and the sacrifices and the progress, sacrifices and progress, they they sisters and brothers, Okay. 
you got to endure the sacrifices going through the process. And once you get to the other side, it makes life, like, better. It makes it worthy to live it. It puts it in a different, a different perspective, and you begin to really just be like, man. <laughs> and it all worked out. Talk about it all working out, and it all worked out. I believe that it is working out for you. I believe that everything you want, it wants you. I believe that if you strive for excellence, you will achieve excellence. I believe that if you have faith in yourself, that is the equivalent to having faith in God. If you put forth an effort in yourself, man, talk about (laughs) blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. And autopilot, you'll be wondering, dang, I was throwing that mail away. And something said, look at this letter. It was a $15,000 check. Whoa. (laughs) Talk about booming and bunching. That's it right there. Or you was like, dang, all my employees quit on me. And then a job fair happened. Or then you meet somebody that say, oh, I'm a staffing company. And we staff people, uh, we make sure that the city for your employees to be hired and staff. You see what I'm saying? You got to move and you got to believe in your ability. You got to move with authority. And when you begin to do that, man, you'll open up some doors for yourself. When you quiet the negative self-talk, you'll begin to really make a way for yourself. If you just take some time and work on yourself. From right here, we're in fourth quarter. You can do something so small. It's like, you know what? I'm going to drink three bottles of water every day. And guess what's going to happen over time? You're going to start drinking a gallon every day because the more water you give your body, the more water it craves. We're 85% water. Some people big, different, be like, we're just that other. I know we a majority water. Let's just go there. And so from that right there, you think you ain't going to strive and grow? Today, right now, we are in the fifth day of the month. Find you a self-help book in any area that you feel that you need improvement in. Get you a self-help book. If you want to learn how to do taxes, get you a tax prepare book. You want to learn how to Flip properties, get you a, a, a course on flipping properties or find you a book. And invest in that, invest in yourself. It doesn't all have to be monetary value to invest in yourself. You can invest in yourself by reading, by exercising, by taking on a new good habit, by surrounding yourself with people who you wouldn't normally surround yourself with, by going places that's outside your comfort zone. By getting up, speaking at engagements and events that you was just happened to be in the room and somebody opened the door for you to be great, and you got your time to shine. But it is your time right here, right now. You can do it for you. All you have to do is come to the realization and take a great look at that person here and say, hey, this is what I aspire to be. 
this is who I want to grow to be. This is who I want to embody. This is who I want people to remember me from. This is who I want to leave behind. This is who I want my children to be proud of. This is who I want my family to know that this was in, this person was in their family. I want people to know that I was here. And so if any of this has resonated with you today, I challenge you. I challenge you. Start with something small. Eating can be big, but start with something small. Like I said, incorporate more water. Okay, boom. You knock that out two weeks go by. You're like, oh, man, I'm up to a half a gallon of water every day. Cool. Now add some fruit and vegetables. Oh, wait. I've been eating fruit and vegetables. Look at my skin skinning. And then go on a walk every day. Nobody said you had to do a, a strenuous boot camp for two hours. Go on a little walk every day, a little 20-minute walk. Get the body moving. Pick up something new and watch how it bless you. Pick up something new and watch how it bless you. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Put that on the T-shirt for me, Mary. Whatever works for you is working for you. Everything comes together for those who trust and believe, not only in the Lord, but in themselves. I'm going to say it one more time. Take on something new and watch how it bless you. Man, these last few days with this just water, so much clarity, okay? I said I was going to only do three days because it was a challenge at the gym to do a three-day water fast. Shout out to Coach Carter. I love that man so much. He has helped my business in so many ways, so many times. Just creating an avenue and a place for me to even sell you and to speak and to tell my story. <laughs> so try it. Try something. I'm also a part of a group, uh, Vegan Tastes Good. You can find them on all social media platforms, Vegan Tastes Good. And they're doing a 14-day raw challenge. We're doing seven days of juice and seven days of raw food. I didn't even know this woman wanted me to be in her group to talk to her group about juicing. And I was on day two of my water phase. So I said, well, I might as well do water <laughs> for seven days and then juice for seven days and then eat raw for seven days. Why not? Because I owe it to myself to be extraordinary. I owe it to myself to do something that I have not done in a while or something that I have never done in order to get to new higher heights that I want to go. How can I help my community? How can I help myself? How can I help the people around me? How can I help them shine? What can I implement in this? What can I tell you? All the things that I told you today, try something new. Try something new. Any announcements, Mary? Because, baby, I done came and I done saw and I done conquered. If there's anybody on this line that has some questions, comments, you want to tell us something good, some good news today, the lines are open. The doors of the Z-Sub Church is open. 
You know, um, the veterans group I belong to, through Reboot, we all kind of have our own little support group inside the group. And mm-hmm. ironically as it is, um, it's a faith-based organization. And we have, I uh, read a daily devotional every day. And today mm-hmm. is so fitting. Because remember that joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Some of the world's most miserable people are those whose circumstances seem to be the most enviable. People who reach the top of the ladder career-wise are often to find emptiness awaiting them. True joy is a byproduct of living in my presence. Therefore, you can experience it in palaces, in prisons, anywhere. Do not judge a day as devoid of joy just because it contains difficulties. Instead, concentrate in communication with me. Many of the problems that clamor for your attention will resolve themselves. Other matters must deal, you must deal with. I will help you with them. If you make problem solving secondary to the goal of living close to me, you find joy even in your most difficult days. Mm. I love that. I absolutely love that. And there are so many groups. Mary is a part of so many groups, man, and so many resources that I really just enjoy um, hearing about all the things she has going on. Just so great. So great. Um, I'm so grateful, as I say it again, to the Hope Collection, to um, optimizing my life. And, Mary, you just, you are a phenomenal, phenomenal woman. If people only knew half of the stuff you do before 8 o'clock, they wouldn't even be able to keep up. And I mean, they would not be able to keep up because you, ma'am, are really what it means to have community. You embody all things of let me go back and help somebody and go back and get them. I don't know if that's something that your parents taught you or the Army taught you, but it's like no child left behind when you're around. And I appreciate your gifts and all that you do. A little of both. It's more my grandma than anything. Shout out to Grant. But even as a kid, you know, my daughter's the same way. I think it's genetics, too, because, like, my daughter's the same way. You know, she wanted to help at the food shelf. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, mm, let's wait till you a little bit bigger. She wouldn't take it for an answer, so she went and talked to the director of the local food shelf. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, sure, you can come up for a couple hours. Same man. Wow. 
I'm just so over, like, I've been just full of joy, y'all. I ain't even hungry at this point, Mary. Like I said, I'm eating since Monday. I ain't even hungry at this point. The last meal I had literally was at that fundraiser. And whoever, shout out to Barron's Bike again, okay, because they fed me. They knew that I was um, plant-based. And they, uh, it was a, the fundraiser was barbecue and bikes, you know, not by many shit. They had like brisket, this, that, and the third. But um, they had me a quinoa and farro bowl. And man, listen, that bowl blessed me, okay? It had avocado in it. It had sweet potatoes in it. It had black beans in it. It had uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite pesto in it. And it was topped with arugula, my other favorite. When I tell y'all that bowl blessed me, it blessed my soul. And then they had a grapefruit sparkling water. Listen when I tell y'all. It took everything I had not to go get another. But I was super full off that one bowl. It was huge. But I'm just so grateful. I'm full of hope. I'm full of joy. I'm full of and I want to stay in this place because it took a long time to get here. Mary, you know, 2023 was not nice to me when we first mm-hmm. started it. But it's no. It was not nice. But just a lot like my Falcons. I show up in the fourth quarter and I get her done. So I'm grateful that we're going to get her done. We got some more wonderful things that's coming up at Juice Up Inc. Just a few announcements at housekeeping. On the 15th, we'll be Shut Up and Listen, which is a poetry event. The topic of discussion is vulnerability. You guys can find that on social media platforms. It is Conscious Cafe. That's um, what we call it, the actual theme. theme. I mean, well, the actual community is Conscious Cafe. And the theme of it is shut up and listen. And the topic of that theme is vulnerability. Shout out to Chris, the edutainer, who will be our hostess that evening. Well, that day, because the event's from 12 to 5. They said 1066 Ralph David Avenatis, also known as Juice Up Headquarters. Um, on the 25th, there will be an in-person Juicy Talk. Um, look out for that flyer today. An in-person Juicy Talk at 1066 Ralph David Abernathy. We are calling all our men. This is a state of emergency for your health, your mental health, your heart health, and your prostate health. Okay, um, I want to do this on the 25th in honor of my brother Wesley J. Watkins, who is no longer in this world. He's in the new world. And um, I miss him dearly, but he left me prematurely due to health issues and one of those health issues was heart health he was um man real quick story about my brother Wesley because this is his birthday month and um I remember in high school my brother had got real healthy like when I say healthy healthy he's 11 years older than me so um I'm in the ninth grade 10th grade and he's like you know, 26, 27, 28, something like that. And he got into karate, man, and he was like an orange belt and 
he got a yellow belt and, uh, and so on and so forth, a striped belt. Uh, he was working hard. He was working out every day. He had changed his eating. Uh, he had really changed his life, y'all. And I saw him do this, and that's one of the driving forces that the reason why I am who I am today, too. And then one thing that we do, and I saw my brother do this, is that we get to our goals and we just stop. We don't make it a lifestyle. We don't make it a life practice. We just stop. And those years that he stopped, uh, he also was always the grill master for all the churches and community events because he definitely served his community. Shout out to my mama because she had us in uh, 4-H. So everything we did, we used our head for clear thinking, our hands for God's work, our heart for being loyal to the community and our health to be here on this planet. Those were the four H's. Our head, our heart, our hands, and our health. And um, he did not continue with the healthy practices that he had developed because he said, you know, he was good and he started working these jobs and he's doing that and he didn't have any more time for himself and his weight got out of control. And it got to the point where he became diabetic and he had high blood pressure. And I was like, brother, you know, you just need to go back to, you know, what you used to do in your 20s. He's like, get back to it. And he's like, nah. You know, he, he had made 40 by then. And he was like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old, man. I'm old, man. I'm like, dude, you ain't old. Like, you're 40. You got, you got a lot. You got 40 more years left. You know, what, what are you talking about him? He was trying, but a lot of things weren't working. And in the last few months of his life, he turned to me and was like, Sister, I need help. But sometimes, you know, it's too late. But I still offer all of my help, all of my healthy practices. I juice for him. I gave him herbs. I gave him things. And he was starting to see improvement. The gout was leaving. Um, the sores that he had, like, on his legs and, and feet from where his feet and legs had swollen up and bust, like, they were starting to heal. And uh, he had a stent implanted in his heart at 39. So at 43, he went in to have his gallbladder removed, y'all. And his heart was still very weak. And when he went into surgery, he never came out. They never came out to this, to back to this world. I remember the day my mom called me and she said, hey, I got a decision to make. Your brother's been on life support for five days now, and they don't think he's going to turn around. And y'all, again, because I think I am Jesus' niece, I said, let me just come down here and talk to him. She going to snap out of him. She said, baby, I don't think you understand. Like, he's in a coma. And they're not looking for him to make it past tonight, was what she told me. And she said, I can take him off life support or I can leave him on there. It's up to you and your sister because I can't make that decision. And me and my sister, we got in the car and we drove to Dublin, Georgia from Atlanta, Georgia. Dublin, Georgia is a two-hour and seven-minute drive. If you're going to Montrose, it's two hours and 13 minutes. But we drove to Dublin, to Battery Park Hospital. And this day, when I tell y'all, it took me three and a half hours to get to Dublin this day. And my brother, he waited. He waited on me. He waited on me. He waited on me. 
When I got to the hospital, the hospital, when we got to the fourth floor, I got off the elevator, and it was just tons of people in the hallway, so many people. I never, ever seen that many people in the hospital hallway in my life. But that just goes to show you that the impact that my brother had on his community. And it was so many people, and I remember walking this hallway. And it was so long. It was such a long walk to get to his room. And when I got to his room, everybody walked out. And I was in there with him by myself. And they just kind of had him, you know, out. And so I covered him up because I can't have my brother out here looking crazy. Because some of the people were there because they genuinely love him. Some people that were there just to be nosy. And, you know, all the things. So I leaned over and I kissed him on his forehead as he used to kiss me on my forehead. And I whispered in his ear that it was okay. And thank you for everything that you have ever done for me. And I love you. And I appreciate you waiting on me. And I appreciate the life that you have lived and the things that you taught me. Yeah, my brother taught me how to change oil in the car how to jump start a car, how to change tire. Well, my, my uncle taught me that one, too. Shout out to my dad and my uncle, Johnny. My Papa Junior, he taught me how to um, <laughs> change the tire and shoot a rifle. But um, my brother taught me a lot of things with a car. He even taught me how to race cars, because that's what I used to do for fun with his car collection, was go race and make money. And he'll hear about it later when he went to work. But I told him it was okay and that my mom was waiting on him on the other side. And when I turned my back to walk out of that hospital room, all I heard was, and he had taken his last breath while I was there, and he had left. So when I tell you I'm going to honor him on the 25th, I'm going to talk to these men that them and get them to go to that prostate check and go get your health in order and then we're going to party because that's what my brother would have loved it's a big party and then after that there will be a autism and art Halloween event the last Monday in October at 1062 we're going to be doing art and autism healthy candy snacks. They're still going to be sugary snacks, but they're not going to have all the tomfoolery, all the blue number sevens and red number twos and the dyes and the things in the box. But just come and fellowship with us, grow with us. We're open daily um, from 12 to 5. Come get some juice. Come get some good energy. Come get some yoga. Yoga starts at 530 in the afternoon. And that's it. That's all. That's my time for the day. I'm completely empty now, Mary. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Just give a dollar away, maybe even two. Step back, watch it grow, and see what it do. Be the change that you want to see. Make the small change because they have the biggest impact. I love y'all. It ain't shit you can do about it. Go off and be bad with your bad self. Go off and be great with your great self. Go off and be fine with your finances on this finance Thursday. And I love y'all. Y'all stay tuned. A show coming up at 12 o'clock. Mary, you want to tell them about it? It is Generational United with Bob Oakley. And talk about how to respect and how, you know, dealing with 
the events of the day, but also how to handle, you know, working with your and understanding the different generations and how, you know, a lot of the older people have a lot of good information. Their delivery system might be flawed. And just having that tolerance to and teaching your kids. It's all about family and how being patient and working with others. So join us back here at noon and then again at 6 p.m. Eastern Time with Chris Foley and we talk about parent alienation, trafficking, child abuse, neglect, bringing awareness to situations that are going on. And, you know, one of the big things we talk about is, you know, you hear about the media, about the big players, the trafficking. Well, we need to focus on the little players as much as the big players. So today we have a full lineup. And my dogs are about right crazy. Garbage man's here. So have a good day. And see you back here at noon. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.